Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. This episode is part of a very special series I have curated for you. Your level of emotional intelligence is one of the most significant contributors to your success in life, however you choose to define success for you. In my emotional intelligence workshops, I use the EQI 2.0 model to help professionals and leaders assess how they are doing in self-perception, self-expression, interpersonal relationships, decision-making, and stress management, the main areas of the model. The model contains 15 competencies grouped into each of the areas I just mentioned. You can learn more about the model at mhs.com. So what is so special about this series? Each episode is a deep dive into a competency from the model with an expert who provides you with strategies for improving your emotional intelligence. In this episode, Harris Vanneroff discusses optimism and why it is an important part of one's emotional intelligence. Harris serves as the Director of Client Relationships and Leadership Coach at OKA. Harris was drafted by the Washington Nationals out of high school and played college baseball at Lehigh University prior to getting into his leadership development work. Welcome, Harris. Thank you for coming back on our show. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I'm super excited to be here. Excellent. Well, for those that maybe didn't listen to the first couple of episodes, can you share a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Harris Vanneroff. I am Director of Client Relationships at OKA. And OKA is a leadership development and organizational development firm in the Washington, D.C. area. And so I do everything related to uh, business development, coaching, sales, all that fun stuff. And I've been there almost about two years now. Wow. Okay. So optimism. Well, I I have a lot of favorite. Can you have a lot of favorite subscales? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I we're so. going to say you can because this is one of mine. <laughs> yeah. So, what is it and why is it related to emotional intelligence? So, how I think about optimism in the most basic sense of the way is your positive outlook on life. So, being able to look at life in a positive manner as things are going to be okay, as things are going to be okay. Things are going to be good. Things are going to work out well. And so when it comes to how we show up into situations, you can, I believe, decide to be positive or you can decide to be negative. You can decide to be optimistic about the future. You can decide to be pessimistic. And so our tendency and ability to do that, I think, is so important to the behaviors that we show out in the world. Oh, immensely. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of... Um shall we call it baggage around optimism and positive outlook? Uh, Can you share a little bit about perhaps some of that, you know, the pessimism versus optimism kind of, what is it? Um, Pippi Longstocking or, or what, what is the one? Is it Pippi Longstocking? I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember who everyone's like, Oh, she's too positive. Right. And I think that that is true. And so as uh, I know has come up in, in our conversations, and I'm sure all the conversations, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing when it's not mm. realistic. And so I think, and I, and I wear this and I do this and it, it shows up poorly sometimes for me. So I'll be, <laughs> I'll be honest about that. But in the sense of when we're so optimistic, we're not realistic. That's how I think optimism gets a bad rap. Yeah. And I think it's important to also be realistic. Um, 
But I would sort of argue in this world and, and time that we're living in right now, we could all use a little bit more optimism when you turn on the news every day. And it's I, I actively avoid the news because I yes. lean towards <laughs> optimism. And so yes. um, in a world that is constantly trying to push us down, it feels, especially in the given times, I think our ability to think positively, to think positively about the future, about the current, about the all the possibilities and opportunities that are out there is so important. Um, but I am curious for your thoughts on it. How do you, because you seem like a very optimistic, positive person in all of our different interactions. <laughs> how do you manage and how do you think about optimism? Oh, good question. Oh, and before I have to share, it was Pollyanna, not Pippi Longstock. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yes. So I too have always been optimistic, I think almost since birth. Um, and I've even been asked, are you on drugs <laughs> before? <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> but I, I think it is essential, right, to having a, a happy life. And, and I think what a lot of people are thinking about as, like you said, you know, like the overuse of positive thinking, I think that's almost more, I, I like to call it more delusional versus just, you know, optimistic. So yeah. I'm optimistic. I'm not delusional, <laughs> right? I'm a, um, a realistic idealist, maybe. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I mean, I think the world uh, needs that. I think people are attracted to that. We don't want to be around the, the Debbie Downer all the time. We all know that person in our life who every time there's anything that happened, yeah. oh my God, the world's ending. This is it's like, Chicken I, I just, <laughs> I, that is really draining for me. And that's as someone yes. who, who believes in optimism, brings a lot of optimism. But I know that there are times when I overuse it. And there are times when it can, Harris, please be realistic. This is this is not this is not a time to be positive. <laughs> this is a time we need we need to be realistic. And so I yeah. oh too much of a good thing is definitely one that shows up for me with optimism. It can be. Well, I think I, we probably score very similar. I think like so. I'm wondering how optimism and low impulse control play into each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those absolutely do. I uh, uh -huh. yeah. Let, let's just jump to the uh, let's just jump to the co co uh, conclusion. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Let's just move, move, move. Versus, uh, yeah. I don't know. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, for those that perhaps are a little lower in the optimism scale, what are your recommended recommendations for them to improve in this area? Two big things come to mind for me, and the first one is the biggest, which is gratitude, because it's hard to not be optimistic when we are grateful. And so for people and uh, groups that struggle with optimism, it's, what are you grateful for? Well, I'm grateful to be alive every day. I mean, to have an amazing relationship with my wife, to have coworkers that I can trust. And so I do a, a very small and minor uh, gratitude practice, which is just every morning, three things that I'm grateful for. I know there's some very in-depth uh, gratitude practices that are out there because there's so much research behind its effectiveness. But for me, that's just what works for me. I, I tried some of those bigger ones and it was like, it's just a little bit overwhelming. So just three things. What am I grateful for? I'm grateful for the beautiful weather that we have today. I'm grateful for the amazing dinner that my wife cooked. I'm grateful for the nice conversation that I had with my grandma. Every day, there's always things that we can be grateful for. And it's so easy to get bogged down in the problems, especially when we think about our working life. We're never really talking about what we're grateful for, all the things that are going well. Most conversations around what problems are we fixing? And so you're constantly... Yeah how I've experienced it and how I've experienced others, uh, 
looking at the negatives. So it's, okay, what can we be grateful for to kind of pull us up to that optimism? So that's, that's one, that's the biggest one. The other one I think is surrounding yourself with optimistic people. I think you are a combination of who you surround yourself with. If you are constantly with Debbie Downers, people who are always talking about the the things that are going wrong, the things that you're going to start to do that, it's going to affect your energy. And so you got to start to be intentional about surrounding yourself with positive and optimistic people. And so those are the two big things that I like to do that I like to recommend to clients. But uh, Chris, this is a big strong suit for you. You got to tell me uh, what you like to do, what you like to recommend. Yeah. So I'm big on the gratitude as well. Uh, I don't necessarily have a a structured practice on like in the morning I do three things, but throughout the day I'm saying thank you for various things. You know, like thank you for, you know, having the client pay their invoice. Thank you for, (laughs) for giving me some more business. Thank you. Just constantly thinking. And and it's funny too, as you were talking. um, So I interviewed uh, Roger Hall for the stress management composite, composite, however you say that word. (laughs) (laughs) So I interviewed him for that. And he said that we actually need some stress in our lives because we need that challenge to help us grow, right? So part of that self-actualization subscale. And so I even thank myself and thank myself or, or whatever the situation is for when I'm going through some adversity, you know, thank you for making me a little stronger. It kind of helps me move through that. And not that I'm just like, Oh, thank you. Right. It's like, no, thank you for making me stronger. I could do this. Yeah, right? yeah. So thank you is, is essentially what I do. I, I love, I love that. I, uh, I do something similar in the sense of I've had this realization in a way, and, and maybe uh, this should have come to me earlier, but in the sense of any type of adversity just builds character, just helps us. And so even when I'm in that moment where I'm like, geez, life sucks right now. Life is yeah. really hard because of X, Y, and Z. And that's just a reality but that little glimmer of hope in the sense of whatever I'm going through will help build my character, will help make me strong, will help make me more resilient, it helps me kind of get through that. And knowing that it's not going to last forever, the pain and the difficulty is not. So that optimism really helps me. But to the point as well that we kind of touched on before, I need to be careful about that because that can be blind to reality. But when I'm doing it to others, that can yeah. really be blind to reality. And that can... Harris, this is you're not being realistic. This is this is really bad. And sometimes that's what people need is to just kind of be in there with them. And so that's something that yeah. I'm constantly trying to manage around because this is one that gets in my way as an overdone strength. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you. And yeah. it's funny, my daughter and I have uh, because I am the definitely the the optimistic one in the family. Um, everyone, there, no pessimist, right? But I am like way, way over there. Yeah, yeah. And, and she'll, she'll call and say, so I'll start, uh, she'll be venting. And, and so we have this thing now where she tells me, okay, I just want you to, to listen and, you know, acknowledge, I don't want you to fix it or, or tell me, you know, what, what could be working, what's, what gifts this is bringing me. <laughs> so, so we have code where she'll start talking. I'll be like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> I just, I, it's I, the same exact thing, literally yeah. the same. And it's like, I'm, I just hold, I just hold it. And I'm like, I want to just tell you everything's going to be okay. I want yep. to. And it's like, no, that's not what he or she needs in this moment. He or she exactly. just needs me to be there and to listen. And so, uh, yeah, I, I struggle with that, uh, 
a lot and something I need to be intentional about. And it can be, and I get why it can be frustrating. It's like, come on, Harris, like you're not, you're not actually listening is what it can come across as is when we're too optimistic. And so I do try to understand what are times when we need that jolt of optimism and when are times when, no, let's just, let's just sit there and I'll be a a good listener and not try to solve the problem. Yeah. You know, it almost what's coming up for me too, is it sounds uh, like we're both kind of leading to whether we're low in optimism or high in optimism, it's also important to balance it out with empathy and interpersonal relationships. So to be there for what that other person needs. Absolutely. I think that's like the way to com- combat too much optimism is empathy. Uh, empathy is the big one, I think, in a personal relationship as well. But being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes, because if you're just blindly optimistic, you're not, you're not putting yourself in their shoes. You're just, no, everything's going to be great. The world's fine. It's like nobody yeah. likes that, which I found out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I have as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, you, uh, another thing that just came to mind as I was thinking about this is uh, I'll have people say, I, I don't, I don't know why I'm, I'm pessimistic. It's just the way I, it's just the way I am. And so mm-hmm. what I like to do in that type of situation is have them examine like the different people or the different groups that they're associated with and how much they're spending time with and whether that's leading them to be more pessimistic. It's like, yeah, every time I go into this leadership team meeting, we're just talking about a million problems and I walk out of that so drained and pessimistic. It's like, well, then you need to be intentional about people that are optimistic and spending time with them. It's like, you're going to start to feed off of that, especially when we're not intentional. So I do have people like examine their lives and where they're spending their time and whether that's in more of a positive outlook or a negative outlook. And I mean, during the pandemic, it was a lot of, I'm watching the news for 20 hours. Ooh, it's, yeah. like, it's like, yeah, that's just the, the, the least healthy thing you can do right now. Because uh, they're just going to talk about how much the world is ending and how... I'm, a, as you can tell, I'm, I'm pretty anti-news in the sense yes. of I just really Me can't, too. I just can't deal with all the negative, the world's, it's like, there's so many good things happening in the world. Please share a little bit of that, but it's yeah. always doom and gloom in the, in the news. So I always kind of tell my clients who do too much news then struggle with optimism to avoid the news as much as they can. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And also I would say um, social media, right? So making sure that we're cleaning up our feeds, whatever we're uh, exposing ourselves to essentially. A hundred percent. I think that's such a, that's such a good point. It's like, if you're constantly following that stuff, it, it's going to be draining and difficult to, uh, to stay positive. And in, in a time when we, we need to be optimistic because uh, it's, it's a hard time for everybody Right yeah. now, obviously harder for some than others, but it's a really, really hard time. And so we need some of this optimism, some of the gratitude in a time like this. Absolutely. Now, one of the questions I often get when I'm when I talk about because I uh, for my secret to super productivity, I talk about energy management and and keeping yourself away from energy vampires, right? Those people that suck our energy and they tend to be generally negative folks. Yeah. Um, but one of the questions I get is what if I can't? get away from them. Like it's a family member or it's a boss, right? Or it, it's someone that they can't necessarily totally get away from. What would your advice be for that? Great question. I've gotten it before. It's tough. Uh, it's not easy. What I like to say in that situation is, is control what you control. And so you do get to decide how much that person's negativity affects you. I mean, as yeah. much as that is hard to say, it's the truth. I mean, you can let that hour-long meeting with your boss or with a family member 
really drain you and, and agree with and or you can you can try to fight back a little bit if you or if you've tried fighting back for something you're done just take it eh, that's that person's choice if they want to look at life that way that's their decision but i'm not going to let it affect me i think controlling what you can control is my biggest feedback yeah. and biggest recommendation in a situation like that but uh, also, I think a little bit as the coach in that situation, it's about uh, being there for them. I get it. I'm really sorry that your boss is that way. It's not easy to do. I'm here to, to listen and, and, to, and to kind of sit there with you in the struggle that you're going through. You're not alone. And you have a choice of how to react and how to take in that, that information. But Absolutely. Uh, what about you? I'm curious for your thoughts as well, Chris. Yeah, no, I, very similar, right? So a limit, take little vacations, even if they're little mind vacations, Yeah. <laughs> right? Like uh, after you spend an hour with that boss, maybe go watch a couple of cat videos or, or something, yeah, yeah. Right? something to, to ease that up. Um, what was the other thing too? Oh, um, looking uh, through eyes of compassion. So instead of this person is here to you know, to upset me, to trigger me, to, to take my energy away, looking at it, wow, this person must not be happy. Their life just must not be good in order for them to show up this way. So yeah. I, compassion. I, I think that's a really good one. The other, I, I think I was going to go to a similar one around compassion, which is we also uh, we'll have a, a, an idea in our head that that boss, that coworker, that person is just negative. And so they might yeah. be talking for an hour and we only pull out the negative. And it's yeah. like, let's be realistic. Let's be fair. You're looking for that when you've labeled that person as negative or pessimistic. And it's like, they probably aren't as much as you're thinking. And so there has to be some bit of yes. reality testing, reality check in the sense of how much are you looking for this? And can you start to invite some more optimism and ability to look for that optimism rather than just saying, no, that's a negative person. And they're, I mean, that's also a realistic part of all of this. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Bringing in that reality testing. And as you were talking, two other things came up for me. Um, One, appreciative inquiry. So one of the things I would do um, when people that I'm having conversations with and they just go down that negative rabbit hole, if you will. I turn it over to appreciative inquiry. Uh, So what is going well? You know, what is working for you right now? What is, what are you grateful for? Of course, I would annoy some people with that, but (laughs) others would kind of get the hint that maybe they need to to stop being so negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I think for most people, it's autopilot to focus on the negatives. I think that's just a sad reality of the world that we live and, the, and it's, it's sad, but when we can start to get people to live more intentionally and start to focus on, I mean, it, I'll, I'll talk with somebody and it's like, well, yes, what is going well? And mm-hmm. one thing, tell me more. What is going Oh, another <laughs> thing. It's like, boom, 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 boom. But it's like, no, I'm just going to talk about this deadline and this amount of hours. And, th- and it's like, yeah. there can be intentionality around focusing on the good. Uh, I mean, there's a couple like different Instagram feeds that are just good news. And it's like, yes. I just focus on that. It's like. This person, yeah, it's like this person <laughs> gave this amount to charity. It's like, that's not going to be on insert X news source, Yeah, but that's the good stuff that I, that I love. I mean, I, I, I wish our news did more of 
And now I sound pessimistic around the news, but it's, <laughs> no, uh, I, I the, wish our news reality did a testing job. here, Harris, reality yeah. testing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish our news did a better job of, of sharing the good and the good stories that are out there, because I, I do believe people aren't inherently good. Uh, yeah. And it's just about what the media and the news constantly feeds us. Yeah. Ooh, and that brings up, uh, not news really, but that brings up another thing too, another idea. Gosh, we're just bouncing each other ideas all over the place. Um, is, so when we do have that one person that we just can't seem to shift the conversation to something more positive or, or whatnot, looking at them as, hey, this is, so when we're more optimistic, this is our counterpart that can help us maybe do some reality testing when we need it. Great point. Such, such a good Being point. Being optimistic about it, right? <laughs> I, no, it's, it is true. It's like, it, sometimes it can be like, I mean, I've gotten this feedback for it's like, Harris, you're, you're looking at the world with two rosy colored glasses. It's like, everything is not going to all work out. It's, I uh-huh. need that check. I, yeah. I absolutely do. As much as I don't want to admit that, yeah. it's the truth. Like uh, too much optimism gets in my way. Oh, this is all going to work out perfectly. It's going to be great. It's like, let's get to the facts and the analytics around this just to make sure that that <laughs> is actually true. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a great way of how to look at it when we're like, when we're thinking about, Oh, I can't stand that person because of X, Y, and Z. Well, it's like, they're actually serving us yeah. mega optimists in a way that we really need. Yeah. Well, we help maybe give them a little bit of sunshine. Maybe they can help us a little more when we do get outside of reality. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. And I would, and I, I just, the other thing that I think is important is like optimism is a choice. I like yes. really believe that I, I might've been born a little bit more favored towards wanting to be optimistic, but like I get to decide every situation, whether I want to bring a positive outlook to it or not. And Absolutely. I think that's a really important thing. I'll work with leaders. No, I, I'm just, I'm just not, not, I'm just pessimistic. That's just who I, it's like, I, I'd push back a little bit and say you do have a choice and your team feeds off of the energy, if it's pessimistic energy that you're bringing every day. And that's really important if you want to get the most out of your people. Nobody wants to go to a work environment that's pessimistic every day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just as much as you say, hey, I'm a realist, it's like nobody gets excited to show up to a pessimistic uh, (laughs) (laughs) work every day. So I think that's just an important thing to realize as well, because I do get a lot of, I'll see a low score on optimism. I'm just a pessimist. That's just who I am. That's mm-hmm. like, I'd push back a little. Maybe we're not yeah. really going all the way on the other side of the scale, but there can be room for growth, room for improvement on that. Absolutely. Right. Because emotions are contagious. Which ones do you want to share with the folks in your life? Mm-hmm. I love yep, that. It goes back to that empathy and those interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. awesome how connected all the different components elements are. Yeah. So anything else you want to share about optimism before we get to your products or services? Uh, no, I would just say, oh, I said no. And now I'm about to say another thing. So I, so I do have something to share. One thing that we, okay. so related, I know you've, you've done a, a podcast episode on all the different elements or components. There are three components or elements that we say, if you work on these three, they will benefit all of the others. Uh, mm-hmm. Self-regard, self-actualization, and optimism are what we refer mm. to as the big three, because if you're working on our confidence, we're working on our drive, and we're working on our positive outlook on life, those three will help everything else. If I believe yeah. that I can work on my impulse control, I'm going to be able to develop my impulse. If I believe yeah. that I can work on my empathy, 
I'm going to be able to work on my. So optimism plays such a big role in our ability to develop our emotional intelligence. And so we just refer to it as one of the big three, self-regard, self-actualization, and optimism. And so it just kind of hammers home its importance in how we think about, how I think about its importance for overall emotional intelligence. So that's the only mm, other thing that I add. I love that. I believe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> nice. So can you share a little bit about OKA's products and services? Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for, for asking. So at OKA, we do three major things. The, the first is we certify on a number of different assessment tools, the, the biggest of which, the most popular of which is the one we're talking about today is, is emotional intelligence, the EQI 2.0. We also have some other assessments related to uh, motivation, values, change, uh, resilience, all those, all those good topics. That's kind of one arm of our business. The, uh, the other arm is we go into organizations and we run workshops on a number of different uh, areas such as emotional intelligence, personality type, resilience, change, uh, anything related to leadership development, organizational development. And then third is we do some uh, coaching and have different support products, whether it's around assessment or not around assessments, executive coaching, leadership coaching, 360 coaching. Uh, and yeah, those are some of the, the big things that, that we do at OKA. Awesome. Okay. Final piece of advice in regards to optimism. I think I'm, I would just hammer home. It's a choice. I think yeah. it's so important to realize optimism is a choice and don't take uh, uh, I'm just a pessimistic person as a, as an, as an okay response that I think we can all work on it and develop it and start to monitor the people that, that you're around when it comes to how optimistic and pessimistic they are. If you're constantly around pessimistic people, that can be pretty draining for you and start to be intentional and think about what that looks like. Oh, absolutely. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Harris. Thank you so much, Chris. And a, and a big shout out to you and all the amazing work that you're doing. Uh, I'm grateful to be asked to be on this podcast. I know you're doing amazing work in this space. So also anybody listening, Chris is doing awesome work. Check out her work. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. To learn more about Harris, visit his website at oka dash online.com. Christina delivers her speeches to diverse global industries on a variety of topics. You can learn more about booking her for your event at ChristinaEans.com.